Welcome to the weekend show with Medium J today. I'm gonna move this a little bit closer. Today we got a pretty interesting episode today. Uh, in the news, Hassan Minaj, you know, makes uh, makes uh, you know comedians all around the globe kind of you know tuck in their tail with this whole lying scandal that he's been going on. And I was really worried too about this, right? I was worried. Uh, Cause I was like, geez, man, you know, is, is it, you know, are people are gonna start calling Cap for most uh, like comedy jokes, right? Like, oh, that didn't really happen. Oh, you know, cause last week I was uh, talking about <laughs> about how me and my buddies assassinated Biden by mistake, <laughs> and then carried around his body like weekend at Bernie's, right? I was like, I was like really tripping, like, oh shit, are they? Is it a witch hunt for these uh, motherfuckers? You know trying to get uh, everybody you know to tell the truth in their comedy right uh but it turns out his lies were actually very you know damning and, you know and they were really like they weren't really punchline set up joke lies they kind of were hingent on you to me it was like very like it was not a joke and it was relying on you to the audience to feel sorry for Hassan Minaj, right? And it was uh, it was almost like trying to get sympathy points. He was going out to get, um, like I I don't know, like with uh, with like the woke like people do the woke activists and stuff. They they wear like things that happen to them as a badge of honor, right? They're like uh, in a, in a Twitter bio. Uh, a girl will have I've been raped four times, right? And it's like, it's 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 not like I, I we kind of understand what where she's I guess where she's coming from, right? She, but it's like it's like not really a badge of honor to just be raped, right? <laughs> like it's not it's kind of like it's bad things happening in your life, and and the the left do it in a weird way to fucking garner sympathy. Like, oh, bad things happen to me, so I should be propelled into a higher state of power, right? It's the victim mentality. It's a victim uh, society that we're living in, right? Where we're, we're rewarding, like, oh, my God, that, you know, this bad things happen to you. And Hassan Minaj, you know, it emerges that he's been lying in his latest, you know, his, a few of his Netflix specials, a few of his late specials, latest specials, you know. But the one King's Gesture on Netflix back in 2022, one of his stories, which was roughly 10 minutes, and it was recounting his childhood about a white undercover FBI agent who ended up infiltrating his mosque in order to watch out for Muslims or, you know, insinuating that even trying to end up arresting, you know, the Muslims in, in the community. Now, uh, this informant infiltrated the mosque and his friend circle, eventually leading Hassan being slammed on top of the hood car of a hood of a police car on suspicion of terrorism. <laughs> so, yeah, comedian, just the comedian, you know, dude, like, I don't know if it was back in, in the childhood, you know, days or whatever, but it's like just a funny looking guy that and, and Hassan, he's not like. He doesn't have, he has a very, uh, like a very soft face, right? He has a very, you know, he's well-groomed. <laughs> he's a, he's like a stylish dude, East Indian dude. Like there's no, you look at him, you don't go, oh, terrorist. 
unless you're racist, right? And I guess this is what he's trying to portray, right? The New Yorker was doing an article piece about him, him and his comedy and his lifestyle. And, you know, they did a bit of uh, background research and realized he's full of shit. <laughs> a lot of his, his things are full of shit, right? Hassan also, you know, goes on to lie about how a mysterious white powder fell on his daughter, also insinuating that it was anthrax, right? Uh, in the joke, you know, he kind of, you know, tells the punchline that it, it was all good at the end or whatever, and it wasn't actually anthrax, but, you know, it, it was a close call and shit like that. But uh, he said in, in the special, he, goes, he got uh, some sort of fan mail or something like that, uh, and he opens it up and... All this white powder falls into his daughter's stroller, right? Because you always take your daughter out, you know, while you're getting the mail, you always bring your daughter out in a stroller to get the mail, right? Just didn't really, it doesn't really make sense to begin with. Uh, and yeah, he opens up all this white powder and he and it falls on his daughter's head, shoulders, knees, and toes, right? <laughs> and he takes his daughter to the NYU, you know, takes the baby to the NYU emergency and the moment they see the baby, they rip the clothes off of, rip all their clothes off for some reason, and take her, uh, take her away to get treated. Right now, story is already hard, hard to believe. Story is already bullshit. If if anyone has ever been into any kind of, I don't care where you are, and especially in New York, in 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 NYU, the New York fucking emergency's got to be fucking packed brim with people. There's no way that a mom the moment they see that do his daughter covered in some sort of cocaine powder, you know what I mean, some white powder, thinking it's all oh, got to get cut, you know, you know, all the bullet wound guy victims, all the fucking, you know, you know, broken legs and broken femurs and hip bones, all the elderly thing, all that goes to the side. This little bit, this little East Indian baby's got a cocaine problem. We got to solve. Right, it just doesn't make sense that it, instantly he gets there and they're they're treated right. Fucking already making it hard to believe, man. It paints a world where emergency rooms are fucking attentive and they fucking service you as soon as possible when you get in there. Try that shit in New York. Just just try it, anybody. Just go go down there and douse your douse your baby with some sort of you know safe. Baby, just pour baby powder over your your kid's head and go. Listen, we don't know what's going on. This might be anthrax or something. There's no way they'll even look at you. They'll just they wouldn't. First of all, strip off her clothes is a weird thing uh, to do to begin with. But they wouldn't even. They would just go. Listen, it's fucking baby powder. Your your kid's still. If there was anthrax on. She'd be dead. L low key, she'd be dead. Right. Uh. Minaj himself admits some of these events are untrue, although he claims that the stories that he has stated are rooted in events that did take place. You know, they did, you know, there's a, he call, he's calling this uh, the Arnold Palmer of, of, of lies or joke telling. And his style is an Arnold Palmer, Arnold Palmer of semi-truth to 70%, you know, emotion his emotional truth which you know already a, emotional truth it could be you know, i emotionally believed i i impregnated rihanna you know what i'm saying you could just lay that down asap rocky no it was me i'm emotionally i believe it you know what i mean it's my emotional truth i fucking i won the i won last week's powerball or i won last week's lottery lotto 649 that's my emotional truth didn't happen it's not real 
but goes it's seventy percent emotion his emotional truth mixed in with thirty percent of his uh, uh, exaggeration or fabrication of that to make it funny or whatever. But it's just weird because he had also in the Homecoming King his Netflix special on two thousand in two thousand seventeen he stated that there is this white girl that uh, agreed to you know he asked out to the prom in in, in high school. He asked this white girl out to the prom, and he said specifically that when he went to go pick her up, she he seen that she was putting a corsage on another man or something, and he just did he just never even followed up with her. And it's like when when you say that he I, I guess he invited the chick to to watch the special, and uh, he even had her and her 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 husband in the uh special on the photos of like the as a like a liar like she fucked her fucked him over but she was devastated sitting in in the audience going like this never happened right she uh apparently i think he i think just asked her out and she said no right i think that's that's the extent of it it didn't she didn't lead him on she didn't you know lead him down this thing due to because of racism, you know what I mean, and it's all painted in this weird. Uh, it's a, it's all, it's a very like, it's insinuating, right? Hassan Minaj he makes these jokes which aren't really even jokes to begin with. My daughter, my daughter got anthrax. It, it's, you know, poured on her. Feel feel bad for me because these motherfuckers are out to get me. I'm like the Tupac of comedy or whatever, whatever the fuck he was saying. I'm, you know, these motherfuckers trying to kill me. It's like, dude, that that whole you're creating a paranoid noia buzz about you, and, and and it's like, it's just it's you're doing it for I guess shock clapter, or uh, clap yeah clapter, which is like clapping laughter, but it's shock therapy because it's like you feel bad for the guy because I mean his daughter went through. You know, he went through, you know, racist things left and right are just being throat propelled at the turns out none of this is true. So you, you go like, oh, man, with this like fucking thing with this uh, machine that we've created with the woke agendas, you can create a whole lie about yourself. Like, you know, I traveled, I traveled to get into this country and this and that. And it's like, now you're born here. And then you just go like, yeah, but my fat like it's rooted in. In, in in what like I don't I never felt like I belonged here so you could kind of go like these events maybe though though they didn't really take place exactly how I was stating them it it, it felt in my heart that it was my emotional truth right and it's fucking it's like come on man because deep down in the real in reality the informant that you know had he had caught up with him and caught up with him in that terrorist scandal thing really was just an undercover officer that fouled him a bit too hard in a, in a pickup game in basketball. So what kind of emotional truth is that, dude? You know, you're playing basketball with a cop and he fouls you a little too hard. You're just like, all right, let me go to my joke book and write, you know, how they're, 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 they're cracking down on the mosques in, 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 in fucking, in our fucking, at our mosque. They're just catching us, you know, our Muslim brothers for, for terrorism. You know what I mean? He did not receive a letter with powder. 
he, you know, or no, sorry, he did receive a letter with powder, he claims, right? We never know. But it was, he was nowhere near his daughter when he opened it, right? And so the whole getting his daughter to the NYU, that's all bullshit, right? Hassan calls his style of comedy an Arnold Palmer, you know, mixed with 70% emotional truth and 30% exaggeration, right? Now, I truly believe, like, this is a hit on all East Indians across the board, right? And not because I'm racist. I just like to, I just like to class, I just like to class my liars all in one big group, right? <laughs> yeah, there we go. That, that, that'll hold. I truly believe, though, like, these East Indians, man, listen, listen, listen. You didn't hear it from me, but you're going to, you know, I'll, I'll say it. They're so passive-aggressive because it's like, yo, once you find out, like, he's doing, this is New Yorker. The New Yorker is a pre pretty big publication in news, you know, and he's just like, yeah, you know, a lot of that stuff didn't really happen, but it did kind of, you know, it, it did happen. It was emotional, an emotional truth, right? And it's like, ugh. Like, he's, like, he, like, dude, it's like fucking finding out Gandhi liked to sleep with underage women, right? And Gandhi was deep down a rate. You're like, Gandhi isn't that guy that, the guy that tried to, you know, bring up the poor, you know, people and the people of color. And it's like, he didn't really like niggas. <laughs> Gandhi didn't really like niggas, to be honest. He's like, you know what, those dudes from Africa kind of stink and, I, and they're poor and they deserve to be in sticks and in, 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 in the mud in huts with sticks and straw that's what he was saying he was un, unfiltered shit he was just like yeah those niggas I don't really like them the negro you know baffles me because they're just so dumb that's what he was saying that's what fucking Gandhi would say was saying man and he's like yeah I'm gonna go sleep with some 13 year olds now and that's just what it is he was like I was sleeping with uh <laughs> and you think of him as like some you know arbiter of like like change and 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 you know abolishing racism but no the the, the, the fucking east indian dude just hated niggas man that's just it he just hated niggas man it was crazy craziest shit ever man and i truly believe like a lot of these indians they are very good at you know doing the hassan minaj infiltration of like feel bad for me right i'm you know an arbiter of like trying to help you know abolish this racism and 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 we want equality and justice and behind the back they're just you know they're shelling out lies here and there and they only you ever notice let's be real you ever notice business you know what i mean business with these you never see an east indian dude sitting in a suit with another white dude or a black dude or any other color it's just all east indian dudes it's all he's even at their weddings you know what i mean you go like okay you, you have one friend that's white or black or spanish or any other race no 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 the motherfuckers you have their weddings it's all just just maybe the workers you know what i mean they get a couple white dudes to work to feel like a king get a couple black dudes to work for them. get a couple mexican maids or whatever but if in general they just all i i think in my life and I, I worked at 7-Eleven once, right, for three months. But I remember, man, like, all of the owned, uh, like, Circle Ks and 7-Elevens, right, owned by East Indians, they only hire them, they, they only hire their own, right, which is fucking very racist. So it's like on the outs, and it's, it's you know, it's the, uh, I, I think of it as like the, 
eight-armed uh, elephant, right? Like uh, the appearance, their god, Ganesh. He is a passive uh, god, right? He's a passive, like, you know, but he, it's, a, it's like, I don't want, you know, a pacifist is, you know, leaning towards not war, not fighting or anything like that. But in the community itself, they stick together and they make sure that they don't include any other races. And so it's very, right, right? It's like it's sectioned off, right? You'll never, uh, you know, yeah, you'll never. And the arranged marriages is a big thing too, right? It's very big. Now, this gets me into my incident that I had earlier this week. Uh, well, like last week, I guess, because this is the weekend show. So last week, I had this fucking, like, I had, I was driving, right? I was driving in a truck. And I get to this stop. It's a tr I'm at a truck stop uh, in, a, in a small town, right? And I'm, I, I fucking was breaking my diet. I had a little bit of a cheat week this week. So I started off heavy on uh, Monday. I was actually, I ate like a bag of chips, a whole fucking giant bag of chips. Um, what did I have? Like some, I think I had like, I think I had some fucking garbage, like um, little uh, chocolate cakes, like those little hostess cakes, something like those little ch chocolate cakes. Um, oh no, and then I had a Burger King uh, sandwich. I had a fucking big... Uh, the Roadhouse King Burger, you know, with the onion rings drizzled on top. So, you know, your stomach's all fucked. That's what I had, like, basically for breakfast or lunch, right? A couple of sweet pastries, you know, a big bag of chips. Uh, the Roadhouse King Burger, which is fucking... Uh, it's a hand... It's like an $11 burger at Burger King, and for people that don't know. It's got bacon, cheese, double patty, thick patty, and, 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 and then two sides of cheese, plus uh, drizzled with onion rings and, and a lot of bacon and shit. Eat that motherfucker driving. Got to the fucking, got to the truck stop. Then I ordered a, a, a I ordered a large pepperoni pizza. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Was it a pepperoni pizza? Or is it? Was it um, I don't know if it was a pepperoni pizza. It might have been a meat lover's. Might have been a meat lover's. That I, I got a large meat lover's pizza right now. I ate that motherfucker in one sitting. Because I was listening to the Joey Diaz Tremendous uh, uh, episode, uh, not episode, uh, the Joey Diaz uh, book, right? And fucking hilarious book, by the way. I listened, one of those listen, you know, listens on the audiobook, I, I couldn't stop. Like, I had to, I finished it in like a day and a half, right? And Joey Diaz is funny and it's fucking life story. I recommend it if you guys haven't, if you guys don't even really know the guy, Joey Diaz. He's funny podcaster, comedian, um, even movie star. Uh, crazy life story, man. Crazy life, the crazy shit that he he's been in. But I was listening to that, and I was just gnawing on my pizza, and I ate the whole motherfucker. And I was like, oh, you know what? Immediately after I ate the whole pizza, I was sitting back, going like, I should not have done this, cause my stomach was just grinding. It was the pizza, chips, and and the fucking burger from Burger King, just grinding, and I felt this giant log le leaping bounds through my intestines and immediately after like an hour of just hurting like i'm trying to like sleep it off i was like i'll just sleep and i'll wake up in the morning and i'll try to find a bathroom because at the night at nighttime in the small town 
there's nothing really open, right? So I'm like, oh, like I woke up several times throughout that like hour and a half of me just trying to let it digest and trying to just hold it in till the morning comes and the gas station opens and I could go use it, take a shit there. It was like 12 a.m., right? I get to this, I get to the point where I'm like, I can't hold it in and I'm going to shit. I'm going to have to shit somewhere. Uh, but I'm like, fuck, I don't want to shit outside, man. It sucks. It sucks to shit outside, right? With You know what I mean? It's, it's just, it's just, it's horrible. But I, I got to the point where I'm like, fuck, man, it's either that or like I was looking up like places to go. Then there's a spot, Circle K, right? And, and to, to hammer in the point of how East Indians are so fucking, you know, they so fucking play by the rules that, that only suit them, right? I get to this fucking Circle K, right? And, like, there's a shopping cart in between where the, the bathrooms are. And, and I'm like, dude, like, are your washrooms open? He's like, no, no, sorry, my, sir, my, no washrooms allowed. And I go, like, dude, I have to take a shit. Like really badly, and he's like, "Sorry, no." In this whole city, in this whole town, no washrooms. And I go, "Why? Why is that the rule? There's no washrooms past twelve o'clock or past midnight." And I go, "What the? Like, why is that a thing?" He goes, "Well, people like to sleep in the washrooms." And I go, "Dude, listen, man. I can guarantee I'm not gonna sleep in the washroom. I'm not gonna lock the. I gotta really shit." You know what I mean? And if you don't believe me, I'm gonna just shit outside, right? I'm gonna like literally shit out, just like, you know what I mean? Just like what you do back home, motherfucker. I didn't say that, I didn't say that, but I wanted to. I was just like, yo, I'm gonna shit outside. I literally can't, if you're saying I can't shit in there, and I'm like, like, like look at me, like I was dressed, I had a polo sweatshirt, fucking, you know, my work boots on and shit. Uh, I'm not the type of dude to fucking sleep in, in, in a washroom. And I got a fucking, you know, a truck, you know, outside in a fucking, in the parking lot of a gas station, chilling there. It'd be, it'd be very weird. It's a lot less comfortable. It's a downgrade. And this guy's like, dude, sorry, sir. I don't know what to do. Uh, my friend, my friend, I, I, sorry, I, sorry. You know, it's always that shit, right? And I go, dude, I am going to shit on, on, out in the back, uh, on, on your fucking thing. And someone... Your boss is probably gonna make you clean it. That's what I was. I was like, yo, this is that's what's gonna happen because you give me no alternative, right? It's like I'm sorry. I'm like, dude, I had a shit. I'm gonna shit, and I just I looked him in the eyes for like, cause I was I was taking like a bunch of those napkins, those like uh, napkins for the coffees or, or slurpees and shit. I was just looking him in the eyes, and the guy literally looks away. Like, he's looking away like nothing. Like, he, like he's just like, oh, no. He doesn't even want to address the elephant in the room. And I'm going to shit on his business, right? On, on, a, you know, on where he works, dude. So, fucking, I take a bunch of, you know, I take a bunch of these fucking, you know, napkins. And listen, I don't know for the people that, you know, haven't had, you know, chips. This is chips for, for breakfast. For lunch, a giant fucking... You know, one of those fucking big hefty burgers, you know, with onion rings drizzled on top of them. Like legitimate onion rings, right? The onion rings you get at like a carnival and Burger King. Those are fucking fluffy onion rings. And then a fucking, a giant pizza, you know, as a nighttime snack. I don't know if you had that, but when, once you have all of that to combine, your, your body, like, it propels that shit out so fast. Because it's like, yo, dude, this is like... You got like 4,000 calories 
festering in you. You got to take it. You got to take it out of you. You got to get it out of you. I'll tell you, man, I had to shit so badly. Like, but it was so uncomfortable the outside hunched up on the business. And I'm like, I seen the camera on one side. I seen the camera on the other side of the building. So I went right in between the cameras. So I'm like, there's no, because it was like a little bit of a, a, a place for, to shit. And I'm like, just sitting there going like, man, you know, I got to shit really badly. But it's not like, it's like, it's, it's awkward to get the footing. You know, if you're hunched down, it's like when a girl has to take a piss outside. It's weird. She does a weird crouch thing. I was doing that with shitting, right? Trying not to get any on my pants or anything. And I, I ended up shitting. It was like a golf ball size. Not a golf ball. I'd say more of a, a baseball size shit followed up by like... It ended up looking like an egg almost, right? An egg with the yolk. And it all just came out at once. It was just a giant shit. And I was like, wow. That was pretty nice and I tell you you know I use like half of those napkins that I use to just wipe up my ass and I was like you know what that wasn't that bad I was thinking of thinking to myself like yo this that was a pretty good shit to have outside it came out all at once right it wasn't like a you know you know drop here drop there you know what I mean it wasn't like the liquid shit running running down your leg type shit it wasn't that bad <laughs> so I was like no this is a pretty good shit right didn't I use I, I brought twice as much napkins as I needed, right? But I was wiping my ass and I was like, <clears throat> some kids came by on bikes. So I'm like, I, I, I didn't get to, you know, I just I walked out, you know, put, hiked up my pants, acted like nothing was happening. I just kind of give the shrug to the, the kids outside. There's a giant shit, giant shit just right by the building, right? And I thought to myself, man, and once the kids left, wiped up, finished up, cleaned up, and I just walked away, right? And I thought to myself, man, that's got to be weird to, to <laughs> for whoever, like, is there. It's going to be like that, that you know, whatever, cleans the sides of, side of the building and probably hire somebody or, and, or fucking the dude that fucking was working on a night show. Say, hey, man, some dude shit in the back yesterday or last night. Yeah, I don't you know anything about this. I don't know. There's a guy that we, we didn't let him take a shit in the fucking, in the, in the, in the bathroom like a fucking human being so we just got the dude to, we just told him he can't shit here so i guess he shat, he said he was gonna shit outside but i didn't think he was gonna shit right right on our establishment and i'm so pissed off man i'm like yo i thought about just out of spice shitting again i was like man that it's gonna take it's gonna take another fucking burger and chips and a giant pizza for me to get that shit because i'm pretty good at holding shits in when i have uh those overnight, you know, drives. I'll just hold it in till the next day, and go shit in in the morning time or whatever. But I was like, dude, I thought about it. Like I'm like, I gotta go shit again. Like like a serial shitter, just in the fucking, in the fucking, just day in and day out. Every time I have a delivery in that in that part of that town, just going out just like at midnight, just shitting on their fucking business, just day in and day out because I. I was just that pissed off that the guy didn't let me. <laughs> and I get how ridiculous it is. But it's even more ridiculous that you just go like not like and East Indians. They're so good at like that not human level sh type of sh shit. No, no pun intended. But it's like, oh, my, my the, the rules are the rules, my friend. The, the rules are the rules. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't can't help you. And it's like, no, man, those 
if you're like a friend of them or whatever, you can get into it and they'll just break the rules right off the bat. But it's like when they just when and it's fucking it's so shitty when they just don't even treat you like a human being. Like no, because like there's like. I don't know, a couple of d- fucking dudes that just, homeless dudes that ended up sleeping in there. So it's like, they ex-nay the whole thing. And it's like, it sucks that we fucking really, like, if one, if one or two people fuck up the rule, right? Then it's like, you just reverse it so that nobody can have it. It's basically, it's basically like you saying, well, uh, well, it's like saying at any given point, right? Oh man, someone hurt me. So I'm never going to trust anybody again. And it's like, nah, man. There's a couple dudes that sleep in the thing. You can gauge who's going to sleep in your washroom. Chances are, are, they're people that look like they need to sleep in a washroom, right? It's just ridiculous, man. And uh, I wish, I was thinking about fucking every day just going, or every time I'm there, just going back, leaving the most wretched shit you know what i mean like just type type of shit where i like order curry in spite you know what i mean order the curry in spite just eat it real fast pound it back and then drink like drink some of that fucking uh what is that that plum juice or whatever the the prune juice oh just the prune juice and then i was thinking about like doing like a shit but like a walking like I'll do like a crab walk along the wall, shit. So it's like a layered shit. So it's just like, it's not, it's in a straight line, but against the wall kind of, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's not an easy clean. I was thinking like, I, was, I got real fucking cynical with the, my shit habit of like, just, you know, my plot of shit. Just to, cause I was like, man, these, this cocksucker, they really do bring in India, to, you know, to wherever they go. Right, like some people adapt to their culture. Some people, you know, you get to, you know, you get to, you're from, you know, Mexico. You get to America, and you, you know, you adapt to the capitalist society, and you know, you know, you stop, you stop celebrating Cinco de Mayo or, or whatever the fuck, whatever the fuck I'm talking about. These motherfuckers really do make you fucking shitting. I was shitting in the streets, guys. I was, I was shitting in the fucking streets, dude. It was fucking sad, man. It's sad. Um, I'm moving on, moving on. Uh, Russell Brand, you know, another comedian, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's taking headlines away from Hassan and on all his lies, right? With the, uh, you know, allegedly Russell Brand is, uh, you know, he's in the news for a couple of uh, women, uh, uh, claim, you know, multiple women have claimed that he's, uh, you know, stated that Russell Brand was sexually assaulting them, right? Now, it's tough, right? It's tough to... Russell Brand, he looks like he's the type of dude that'll do it. He's the type of dude to just manifest. You know what I mean? He's I'll manifest this pussy on my cock whether you like it or not. Type of shit, right? Take the rape with the stiff upper chin, right? Like as the British do. It's, uh, It's on the one hand, right... I could see him. He looks like a guy that does it, right? But on the other hand, he's also one of those dudes that really has been going hard in the paint on this COVID, on this fucking whole conspiracy, all of the political like elites agendas and the shit that you know they don't want that they don't want you to know type dudes. 
you know what I mean? He, he, they don't want you to know that this, you know, this and that, and all of this conspiracy shit. He's going hard in, in the paint with that stuff, saying you know they don't want they don't want the average citizen to to get enlightened or, or start thinking for themselves. They want us to be sheep type shit. But like you know, then breaking down, you know, why the government is corrupt, right? And uh, right around that time when he's getting, you know, all these followers and getting all this stuff, there's journalists actively seeking out, and, and whenever journalists, this is already sketchy, actively seeking out any alleged victims that were uh, a, a cause for, you know, Russell Brand sexually assaulting, assaulting them. So it's, it's very suspicious, right? Because it's like these women didn't come out or when they did, it was already, uh, it was already like, I think they settled out of court and like, they're bringing it back in the news because uh, a journalist is, you know, getting some wind behind this thing. So I'm torn in the sense that, don't get me wrong, Russell Brand, he looks, you know what I mean? Like I had to paint a dude in as a pedophile, right? Just, you know, a white British dude. You know what I mean? He's very arrogant. You know what I mean? Very arrogant. He stopped the drugs, so he still needs that outlet of that crazy lifestyle, right? He lived a crazy lifestyle back in the day, right? But he still needs, you know, he still needs... So to paint him in that corner, it's very easy to just call, you know, that person sexual. You know, he's a sexual, uh, <coughs> sexual, I don't know, demon? If you, uh, what's the... He's, you know, sexually, he's out there, he's out there raping everybody, right? But on the other hand, the elites, this is a classic move, right? Right, Bill Cosby didn't do nothing wrong. R. Kelly didn't do nothing wrong. These are just black dudes of power, right? They, 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 they take away their fucking, it's a great way to castrate a dude in this society. Is this, like, remember when they said Joe Rogan loves, hates niggas and loves saying the N-word, right? <laughs> I don't know why I said the N-word. Just loves saying nigga. He just, you know, and, and they got a, a super clip of Joe Rogan saying nigga. And Joe Rogan's like, I can't, I don't know, why Why are we allowed to say nigga? You can't say nigga? That's crazy. You know, anyways, it's, it's just a good word. It's a cool word, nigga, 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 nigga. Why can't we say nigga? <laughs> Granted, that was like the early episodes of Joe Rogan. The episodes not a lot of people even can sit through with, uh, Brian Redband, you know, multiple, multiple times. So, Brian, what'd you do today? Yeah, nothing. Joe, did you do anything? Well, I just was hanging out with my buddies, my black buddies, and they're just saying nigga. They just kept saying nigga, right? <laughs> Brian Redband's like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that is wild, eh? Nigger is a, uh, it's a funny word, right? What's the deal with nigger? <laughs> it's like trying to do a Jerry Seinfeld bit. What's the deal with nigger? <laughs> these, niggas, these niggas can say it, right? These niggas, they say it like it's a fucking, like, that's my homeboy. Hey, nigga. What up, nigga? My nigga, my nigga. <laughs> I'm a ride for my nigga. I'll die for my nigga. <laughs> but when a white person says it, <laughs> it's just, uh, it, it's it's very hard to, you know, gauge whether or not this is a government psyop that Russell Brand's out there allegedly, you know, sexually assaulting a bunch of these, these women, right? Uh... Yeah, as, as Medium J, you know, as the weekend show, we pro, we pro, we're progressive in in her body, her choice, right? But man, mm. 
Man, these women really do like fabricating the truth, right? You have a good night with a chick. Oh my gosh, you know. Oh my God, you know, this is, this is a good night. Some and, and it's not all women. Don't get me not all women. But there are some women out there that just go like, <clears throat> and they use guys too, right? Like there's nothing, no guy will go, oh my God, you know, she took my money, my kids, my home. You know what I mean? I, I was raped financially. No guy goes, you know, goes to a journalist. You know what I mean? No guy comes out and says, you know what? Well, she was fucking around with my best friend, right? And uh, she made me, she made, when, when, when she would get drunk, she made me go down on her for hours, right? Like, that's, that's a form of sexual abuse, don't get me wrong. But no, guy's going to go, oh, poor me. No, nah, I just had to eat her pussy out, right? Guys do bad jobs, right? Guys break OSHA violations at, at work. You know, a boss wants me to fucking work, you know, an extended period of time and do some shit that's not safe. You know, guy really uh, goes out and, 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 and. You know, we just take that shit on the chin for the most part. You know, literally, we take that pussy on the chin. And, and a lot of these women, you know, I mean, they're women. <laughs> they're women. So, like, yo, if, if, if Russell Brand, Russell Brand could have just been like, listen, listen, <laughs> can I get a spot of rape? <laughs> a spot of some, you know what I mean? And they would probably just, listen. They, it's not rape if, if you're in it for the money and the fame, right? Russell Brown's like, I'm going to get you a part in a, in a new Netflix show. You know, and, and the girl's like, all right, cool. And he just lied to her. It's a more of a lie or deception. Um, I'm back in my, my... I don't know why I'm trying to defend this. I don't know. I, honestly, this is terrible. This is a horrible... But I would say Russell Brown's... And, and with British humor... You can never tell if it's a joke, right? You can never t So it's very hard to gauge whether it's a rape. <laughs> Follow me with this, ladies. Ladies, all the ladies probably clicked off easily. I started saying rape at the beginning of the first five minutes of it. But follow. it's very hard to gauge whether a British person is being funny or being serious, right? Now, Russell Brand's a very funny comedian. He's funny. But at most of the time, there's things that he says... Where it's like, he'll go, yeah, it's just like the elites and, and, and the way they're just always out there doing this and that. It's just, their elites have this Jeffrey Epstein thing, so let's try it. And he'll talk, what if he said that to a chick, right? And <laughs> she's like, okay, but I can't tell if this is a joke or not. And he's thinking he's got consent to do some good old Jeffrey Epstein shit with these chicks. Now, again. Power corrupts, uh, what is it, absolute power corrupts absolutely. I think it's better to just say power will corrupt any kind of man, right? Like, it, it, listen, I'm no saint. If I had power, right, now this is, if I had power, listen. The shit that, you know, these guys who do, Russell Brand, you know, a couple of victims of sexually assaulted, listen. They would start dis. If I wasn't, you know, with Hassan Minaj, you know, just lying, saying, oh, by the way, you know, a cop assaulted me, I would literally, fa I would be fabricating shit to the level that the government does, right? I'd be saying shit like how COVID and all that stuff, all that COVID, I would be doing shit like that, but in my life, for my thing, I'd go, listen, I came up from literal dirt. You know what I mean? My mother had me and left me. 
you know, and he, she left me in the hospital. I'd just be lying on my ass, and I'd be like, when any girls come out and say, oh, he sexually assaulted me, even if it wasn't true, right? Which is, you know, I mean, I'd be one of those dudes that just pays women off anyways. But if it came out like that, and these women are started gathering around trying to get, like, a money run from me, like, trying to do a fucking bank run on Medium J, I'd just go, listen, man. I ain't even gonna cap. A lot of you women are gonna end up disappearing. You know what I mean? And I'll go like, like I'm, a, I'm a psychic, and I see in the future, and a lot of you girls are paying for your, your evil sins, right? I'd make it very religious at this point, because I'd get, I'd have my cult following. Maybe I'd be backed up by Scientology by then. You know, me and me and Tom Cruise chilling together, and I just say a lot of you women are just gonna start disappearing. And sure enough, one by one, they'd be disappearing. I'd go. All right, you know, the 27th of October, this girl's gone, right? And then pay some dude to kidnap her and fucking throw her out into the fucking bushes. You know what I mean? To, to fucking fend for herself for, you know what I mean? Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of miles from civilization, right? You know what I mean? She's just gone and in, in, lost in the woods, right? All right and that girl's going to be gone on J January 27th. And, you know what I mean? She's just drop her out of a plane bro or some shit into the middle of the ocean just type that type of shit I'd, these fucking these people at the top really they're really i think they're not they're they're misusing their power because they could they could do a lot worse they could do a lot better right now all right moving on pilot speaking of pilots and dropping things off a pilot ejected from an f-35 fighter jet after the radar <coughs> or gps assuming Assumingly went offline, right? The uh, this fucking this fucking son of a bitch falls in, in someone's backyard, right? This is crazy. He just ejected from his fighter jet, falls in someone's backyard, right? And I read this story, <clears throat> and like the 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 dude in, in like some rural town is like, yo, dude, there's like a pilot came out with a parachute or some shit, and he's calling nine one. This is nine one one. He's like, yo, this is crazy, man. He's uh, he just lost his. A marine or some shit from the marine corps he ejected his his plane and a guy gets on this the thing and he's like i just don't know where my plane is guys guys be on the lookout for the f-35 fighter jet and the, the government came in uh earlier this fucking week right he's like we don't know where this fucking we don't know where this fucking plane is is so if you guys see a plane just let us know give us a call at 1-800-FOUND-PLANE you know what i mean and we'll definitely you know pick up the scraps of the plane but it's just crazy that <clears throat> apparently i guess his radar was offline kind of fucking up with uh his him piloting the vehicle or something so he forcibly ejected himself hits his parachute falls in someone's backyard <clears throat> and the uh yeah you know the guy fucking was 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 not injured or anything he just maybe had a you know his back was kind of sore or something but the fire eject was at an altitude of a thousand feet after the pilot ejected and kept and it kept flying for 60 miles right now that's crazy 60 miles of just uninterrupted no one unmanned uh pilot piloting a vehicle and uh the one of the dudes, I guess the dudes in the Marines or the the dudes that work at the uh, good old fighter jet piloting system, those commanding officer dudes, he explained that when a lot of the time when there's nobody, when the when a plane ejects, it can't just die, nose dive right into 
right into wherever it is because it's, it's safer to have it glide accordingly in case a, a pilot goes unconscious, leaves his hand off the wheel. So there's like stabilizers and a whole bunch of other shit. But once they had it off of communications, they didn't know where it was going. So it was kind of fucked. Usually in pilot ejects or something, they know where it is and they can have, you know, a crash retrieval set up before it flies. It's fucking 60 miles. This is a pr- pretty fucking, 60 miles is a pretty fucking far flight with nobody manning it. But it has all these, I guess, safety precautions in the jet. And it, <clears throat> and it kept flying until it crashed in a rural area near Indiana town. And it took more than a day to locate the wreckage, right? So they found the thing. I just think it's fucking wild to have, like, the, the government going on about, hey, listen, we don't know what happened with this. We don't know. We don't know what happened with this plane, guys. If you've seen a guys, we lost the plane. If you see a plane and there's all these memes on the Internet, so many memes about <clears throat> if the fucking if it landed, if it landed in my backyard, here's what I'm not. I ain't telling the government shit. <laughs> I got a new fucking F-35 fighter jet It's like a fucking what is it? Eight. Eighty million dollar plane or something like that. It's like an eighty. It's like a million something plane. You know, tens of millions. It's like hitting the lottery if that shit flew into your back, just landed perfectly into your backyard in some you know farmer's fucking place. It's like yeah, just throw a tarp over it. I don't see shit. And, you know, let the heat die down like it's in Grand Theft Auto or some shit, and just fucking now you got a fucking plane. It's like doing the plane cheat code. It's crazy how they just let a fucking plane, and and uh, it's not even clear as to why that the pilot needed to eject. <clears throat> but uh, the conspiracy, you know, theorists are starting to have a little bit of a a thing with it. Like it's like China or Russia was hacking, you know, some military things. They're working on some hacking equipment or some shit to. That is able to hack them, turn their sh- their sats and comms offline, the communications and radar with the thing, and it just had he couldn't move the plane, couldn't do anything with the plane, so he fucking ejected from the plane. That's a theory. Um, another theory is, uh, you know, sometimes uh, what the guy the guy fucking was off radar, lost communications, and said, "Fuck, I'm not dealing with this. Like, fuck this, I'm going home." Eject, <laughs> parachute, ah, fuck. You know what I mean? Cause like you know, we've all been there. You show up at work. You know what I mean? Every every everything's gone to shit, and you look and you go, N- I'm just today is my personal day. I'm not. You know, you bought, you showed up, and you're just like, yeah, I'm going back home. <laughs> right? It's a little harder to do in a in a fighter jet. You just hit that button. You know, let that shit cruise around and crash into a backyard or something again you know there's many theories surrounding it it's just it's a weird thing when the government comes out and says listen man have y'all we're looking for a fighter jet have y'all seen it no no it's not okay moving on you know and moving on to from that you know they just it's it's fucking crazy how incompetent they could be right the government could be it's like we lost. We're looking for an eighty billion dollar jet or eighty million dollar jet or whatever the fuck, the price of it, whatever. Yeah, have you seen it? It's like <laughs> on the missing milk cartons, a fighter picture of a fighter. Have you seen me? <laughs> it's 
fucking stupid, man. All right, moving on. <clears throat> the Canadian economy is headed for a rough patch, right? The Canadian economy is headed. Or a bit of it's a bit of a rough patch, right? Growth has uh, already slowed considerably. Inflation remains on an upwards tra trajectory, with no end in sight. Right now, Peter Armstrong from the CBC News states that the pain households are feeling are only going to get worse in the future. For a while there, the economy proved more resilient than expected. The Bank of Canada's interest rates. Uh, interest rate hikes piled up one after another. Even so, the jobs market was booming. GDP continued to expand. But economist, economic pain was inevitable. Soaring inflation has eroded purchasing power and climbing interest rates have hit households heavily. Economists have found cracks in the data and the cracks are expected to grow. Right? We are on track for meeting the technical definition of a recession. Francis Donald, the chief economist and strategist of Manulife Ma uh, Investment Management, says that we should spend less time debating what to call this downturn and focus more on how it affect and impact the people. Even if there are technical uh, factors that avert two quarters of negative GT GDP, this economy feel will feel like a recession to most Canadians for the next year. She told CBC News, there are several factors to detail how bad the economy really is. First, it usually takes a year and a half for the full impact of interest rates to change and to get absorbed into the economy. The Bank of Canada began its grueling interest hike, <coughs> uh, grueling rate hiking cycle 17 months ago, which means the fastest, most aggressive interest rate hiking cycle in Canadian history has yet to come. So like the, like if you have trouble struggling with you know bills and and, and paying you know you for groceries or you know your day to day rent and, and and shit like that like just day to day expenses I go to fucking I go into like stores nowadays and I just I'll just buy one or two things going like Jesus Christ like I'll buy a chocolate bar and a drink. Is like almost ten dollars, seven, seven, eight, nine, ten dollars. I'm like, fuck, man. You know, like this is ridiculous, right? So if you're already feeling the impact, get ready, but buckle down because this is only going to get worse, right? Now, second, consumption patterns changed during the pandemic and haven't fully reverted back to normal. During pandemic lockdowns, Canadians bought a lot of stuff. We snatched up electronics, gym equipment, household wares. Now that same household, <clears throat> the same households are primarily spending on experiences. So retails aren't showing consistent figures. <clears throat> Hovering above all else are numbers, above all the numbers, and all the changes is an unprecedented, un unprecedented surge in immigration. More than a million people moved to Canada last year alone that has driven consumption but masked some underlying weaknesses, right? It's, you know, they got us. A lot of these factors have combined <clears throat> to give the appearance that the economy is looking a lot more healthier than it really is, right? Now, 
we can restore the economy if we need to by just lower simply lowering interest rates. But that's not gonna happen. <laughs> that's not gonna happen. No, the banks are like, nah, man, nah, nah, fuck that. We're making crazy money, right? We're making hand over fist money right now. Canada's leading low-cost everything change store announced its profits have jumped up 20%, 27% in Q2, which is, you know, the downtown. And that's, you know, and that it expects to growth, its growth to double this year. And it's dollar, Dollarama. And it sells non-perishable food at prices often 25% lower than what typical supermarkets charge. And when you're trying to combat inflation, it's a great alternative to ch chain suppliers, right? Or chain supermarkets. <laughs> now, well, simple, Simple's newsletter, TLDR, explains that the Financial Times have pointed to poorly producing, uh, no, poor productivity as a major cause, noting that in an hour, a Canadian can produce 70% of what an American can, which explains why Canada has been doing, uh, has been deemed America's wife instead of you, its typical little brother, right? We're just the wife making 70% of, you know, can't Canadian, you know, Canadian, um, Americans, fucking, whatever. Trevor Tombe, Tombe, Trevor Tombe, Tombe, I'm going to call him Tombe, Trevor Tombe. An economics professor at University of Calgary <clears throat> has stated that the issue isn't that Canadians aren't hard workers or working hard. It's that the goods and services we provide aren't sought after as those offered by other countries. We don't really have an innovative global growth driven company like the U.S. does with Apple or Germany with Volkswagen or Taiwan with TSMC. The big reason is we lack... The big reason we lack such a company is Canada isn't the best place to have a brilliant idea. Yeah, I have, I've heard that. I've, 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 I live that every day. All my brilliance and people just go, eh, get back to work, right? Get back, whoops, get back to work, you whipping boy, right? All my, all everything I've done. And uh, I'm like the fucking, I'm basically the fucking Oscar Wilde of this generation. I'm the fucking Shakespeare of the fucking the millennia and these cocksuckers don't they don't they don't even know the sheer brilliance I have right <clears throat> but that's because all sorts of things discourage you from turning your idea into a fast-growing company Tom B Tom says yeah, for starters our population is relatively small so there is a limited number of potential customers right beyond that our provinces are notorious for having stifling internal trade hurting regulations you know so if you're if you invent a world changing sol solar panel it would be hard to blame you for moving your countries or your company south of the border with 10 times the potential amount of customers and fewer the regulatory headaches right and starting a business in canada is is essentially like uh it's it's, it's like it's kind of starting your your company it's like starting a basketball league within the nba right like you're like this is a new league in the nba you have to or, and we're gonna go against the nba right it's very hard to get to start a company in canada because they're so set in their ways right 
Then there, yeah, then there are the Canada's cuddled monopolies, right? They're one of the greatest drags on productivity because they're not incentivized to innovate. They're the legacy companies, right? Loblaws just bought up uh, Safeway, uh, this Safeway, uh, you know, Safeway, Sobeys. They, they just kept buying up individual co uh, companies and they all just started, uh, they're like basically all of the chain supplier uh, grocery stores in Canada are bought under one monopoly, right? Which is why Dollarama is doing so well because they just have to out, out price on, on a lot of these foods. They have to out price just the giant conglomerate that is running Loblaws, the, the grocery stores, right? I think they also own No Frills, Sobe, Safeway, uh, and Superstore, right? So like they have like four or five companies and it's funny because you'd go like man they own a fucking shit ton of monopolies and you'd go man their their prices should be well adjusted for having basically the only competition is amazon with delivery There's a lot of a lot of people you know still fucking regularly go to grocery stores for the you don't fucking really want to get your fucking fruits and vegetables shipped in, in the mail and meats and shit, you know. So you fucking go to the store for most of your fucking grocery needs. You know, and, and you'd go, you'd expect these companies to get like a little bit cheaper to comp to to compete with uh, the fucking, the retailers like, uh, like the other retailers that America has like Costco and Walmarts, right? But they fucking, I seen what they do, man. And, and if you have the time, a lot of people probably don't. It's fucking ridiculous to have the time. But when I was fucking retired, right? When I retired, I kind of did this a little bit. I experimented. I'd go from these fucking giant conglomerate fucking things. And I realized that the four or five things, Sobe, Safeway, No Frills, uh, and Superstores, they have, they would change, like they would have one, like Superstore would be on sale. This shit that you want is on sale. Then they would have Safeway, the, the meats on sale. Or uh, just just to throw out something, yeah, meat, it'd be on sale. They'd like change it every week. So it's like, they're just playing like the sales when they can do the whole thing because it's all owned by the same company. But they just kind of flip back and forth, giving you that fucking, <clears throat> almost that forcible, you know, forcing your hand into like shopping at every single direct indirectly going from store to store bouncing around just to kind of keep that fucking cash flow circulating right and uh yeah they're not in, they're not incentivized to innovate they can fucking with these four major corporations they say that you know it's great for uh prices and everything like that and they're cheap but they're not innovating anything. It's just the same old, you go to a grocery store, the, it's not really the same. Or it's not really uh, changing or anything. It's not like, like Costco, let's be real. Costco, somehow, the hot dog is $1.50, right? Let, let's just break down like the, the sheer innovation of just taking the idea that we're going to lose every every time someone buys a hot dog we're financially fucked because it, it's like a four dollar hot dog by now at least 
You know, it's like a $4 hot dog, but it's still $1.50 with the pop included, right? The pop alone is like $1.50. Let's just be real. And the dude at the top is just like, nah, man. People like the hot dog. It's never going to change. It's never going to change. You're never going to get me to over my cold dead. You're going to pry this hot dog price out of my cold dead hands. You'll have to fucking kill me. And people are like, listen, man, we're just telling you like... The guy goes on, you're going to have to fucking put a bullet in my head, you fucking commies. And and his and his staff is like, yo, listen, we just we just wanted to let you know, like, we're losing, like, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars every every year because of the hot dog. <laughs> it's crazy. But, you know, every time someone buys a hot dog, you lose three or four dollars on profit. Just alone that. It's like, ah, let's find a way to factor in the price somehow, you know, memberships, something. But fuck it, I'll be damned if these fuckers can't get a $1.50 hot dog like I did back in the day with my grandpa. <laughs> you know, the dollar, it's, 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 it stems from his childhood somewhere, right? Again, it's an innovative idea, right, to keep the hot dog price the same. And with fucking, and the samples, too, with Costco samples. And in, in Walmart... There's something to Walmart that Superstore and can, most Canadian things don't have. And I think it's like... The fact that at Walmart, you can kind of like... You can you can go in there and get... Uh, oh, McDonald's. Most Walmarts have McDonald's, right? That's innovative, right? Now, no Canadian company ever does that. You can't just walk into Canada, a uh, Canadian superstore, and get a fucking burger while you're sit while you're fucking, you know, buying actual groceries, right? Especially if you're really hungry and you want to eat and you don't want to fucking be like that, you know, the old folks, the wise folks' tale saying, don't you know, don't shop when you're hungry, or else you'll end up buying a lot more than you need. If you're hungry, you know what I mean. With Walmart, you got that opportunity to just go, ah, fuck, I'll get a quick burger and fries. You know, eat that in in the store, and then I'll go on my way to fucking purchase. You know, the 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 shit that I need for the rest of the week. Little things like that, which again, Canada is enforced to innovate anything or incentivize. We just keep our companies at the top, and if they're doing something right, keep on rocking in the free world. You feel me? Canada ranks last in the G7 in research and development spending by business. So we don't do sh- we're cheap. We're cheap. We don't do shit. We don't fucking take chances. There's no risks involved. Our problem is we're really neglecting the productivity issue, including tech, where the product productivity numbers get you know juiced up. Right? There's not a lot of good tech coming out of Canada. Let's just be real. You know what I mean? The Cana- there there's no Canadian Apple. There's no Canadian iPhone. There's no Canadian fucking uh, Microsoft. There's no you know we're not making the greatest things. So whenever you want that new phone or that, you know, the new Samsung, whatever, whatever phone or that new uh, laptop or say a microphone and, you know, a camera, you know, for recording podcasts, you're getting it probably from either the States or China or another country, right? And with tech, the money is fucking like, you're spending hundreds hundreds and if not thousands of dollars on, on like little tech gadgets and TVs and you know video game systems and shit and it's like that's where we're really fucking shooting ourselves in the foot 
our country needs to realize while you know this local success of you know being a hometown hero is great we truly need a company to go worldwide with this success and we need something that like every fucking like worldwide like every other country looks to and goes yeah that's and it may not be fucking uh tech or anything like that it may not be anything specific but like with something like pepsi it's american you know coke is american canadians we don't we don't have any product that really is uh truly worldwide like you know kfc is a big one you know big thing that goes all in Japan, all the people eat KFC during, um, I think it's New Year's or is it Christmas time? You know, Chinese food. We, you know, we're big on eating from other countries, but there's nothing really like maple syrup. Probably thirty. I heard. I heard it. It's like thirty. It makes up 30, twenty to thirty percent of our economy. Maple syrup, which is is great. Like maple syrup is great. But we don't, like, Aunt Jemima, I think, was American. And that's a bigger face on, like, the idea of just making maple syrup. It's, we like, we have it. Just make a cool logo. Maple leaf, little, you know, leafy or something like that. I don't know. Leafy, the leaf, you know, the maple syrup leaf. And then, you know, just pump it out into different chain stores that, that keep people reliant on Canada's maple syrup economy. I don't know. It's something. There's a, that idea that gets shot down in, in our society because they're like, nah, man. There's already a, a maple syrup uh, conglomerate that you know doesn't want to push its limits too far or outstretch our shit. They don't really. We don't really think too much beyond uh, what is already established. So we'll have these things established in Canada, and we just go, all right, it's good enough. Let's just keep pounding the the tried and true method as opposed to truly innovating and restructuring the way our businesses operate right and i've been listening to this uh finance podcast titled uh the dr boyce breakdown on, on spotify this is militant black mind leader trying to get people to invest from young black you know people invest and you know trying to build you know black wealth uh, and he's very like very smart like very few times do I listen to somebody um, on his caliber and go like I'm digesting it I'm learning exactly like and it's restructuring the way I think and even like have been thinking for the past couple of years and mostly my whole life actually like I never really thought of it like I did invest I didn't I would invest and I'd take it out take money out and spend it or splurge or buy that big ticket item that I was saving up for. But the way he breaks it down, you know, and he t- on it, he talks about this one thing about one of the best ways to combat inflation is to tie your money into stocks and bonds, right? You're, you're, his explanation is that no matter how the economy is doing, you know what I mean? Whether it's fucking taking this financial hit that it has been like with inflation and everything, uh, no matter how, how, bad the economy is doing in, in your day-to-day life apple google micro, companies like these microsoft will always find a way to make money you're never going to lose out if you just tie your dollar into amazon or whatever you know costco these big chain stores that 
they're not going out of business, right? Now, the day-to-day -day person, we can start a business and we might, well, probably, you know, what is it, uh, in the first two years, most businesses, like 98% of businesses fail anyways, right? Because it's just it's very hard to recoup that capital. It's really hard to innovate and, and get enough money and, and customers into your thing and, and support and keep, to keep your brand afloat, right? People, a lot of a lot of businesses are just struggling, right? Unless you're these giant conglomerate corporations that I wouldn't say they're too big to fail, but like Apple, Google, you know, Microsoft, Tesla, fucking these like top five tech companies are fucking always they're like on the forefront of like the new iPhones and the new the, the new computer systems that you know and I don't even know how Google really makes money to be honest like, this is a dumb it's very dumb to say this but it's just a search engine right I know that they sell the information like every time you search for something that gets back routed at, under your personal uh, personal information and it's like okay well he's he's searching this week he's been searching for this so you can target ads based on this right all right but again I know it's weird that that generates so much money all right it generates so much money because there's no real you don't give Google money directly they just you know fucking behind the curtains do some weird shit with your information of your searches and then they fucking you know then they fucking sell it off to privatized companies in order in order to create like click funnels and ad revenue for you to fucking log into it's very it's very weird google's operation But then again, I'm stupid and I don't know a lot. Like the average person, again, we don't, we don't know how most of this shit makes money, right? There's the, those computer chip companies that are fucking like making millions of dollars, right? And like, I'm, I'm too stupid to know. So like, yeah, Dr. Boyce, he breaks down the fact like, and he does this like, like his podcast, he, he breaks it down in layman's terms so that you can kind of go like, I, I never really thought of that. I never thought of tying my money into the stock markets to combat inflation. I just thought like it's the only way that like wealthy people talk. Like a lot of wealthy people go like it's like stocks, just invest in stocks. But they don't really tell you why. They don't say why. Just you invest in stocks, and I would do invest in stocks, and I'd invest in like the top stocks, right? And you know you make five percent return but those are good values compared to just leaving your money in the bank because if you leave like a large sum of money in the bank at a certain point you're not making like the one per you're getting one percent but you're leaving you have to leave a lot of money but even then they don't give you one percent anymore i remember when i was a kid that's what a, a savings account would give you one percent but that's fucking long gone. It's like fucking point zero of a percent, point zero one of a percent, or point one percent of of interest will accumulate. So you have to get a million, you have to put a million dollars in your bank in that, in just a regular account, and get point one or point five percent. You're looking at like you're getting fifty k back, but that's a million. You got to think a mil, not even fifty k. I think it would be five grand or it, it, it's such a you have to put such a ridiculous amount 
for them to give you back money. And uh, yeah, it's just it's a lot smarter to get government bonds, you know, fucking, you know, and, and invest in in stocks yourself. And if you don't really know how to invest in stocks, it's easy. It's pretty easy. There's a lot of things like well simple. I was talking about. You can invest in, uh, and I'd say just just with these apps now, they're so fucking innovative. Like they'll literally go, they'll break down the top earners of like this week. They'll go just go like this is the top earners. You can just go fucking. I, I see fucking maybe Apple took a dive this week because they fucking just released their new phones and. Uh, or they they're just about to release their new phone, so there's the speculation, and the the, the th- I don't know I don't know. I don't know exactly how stocks work, but you could go like if it's just if it took a small dive, it's best to invest low, let it rise, right? Let's if you're playing day traders, but if you're fucking going on for the I'm holding till I die type type shit, fucking you can't really miss if you're ta- taking the top. 10 companies of any sector and just going like well i'm gonna invest in this i'm gonna invest in like the top fucking weed cannabis stores in in my in my country invest in the top fucking uh agricultural development fucking things in my country i'm gonna invest in the top uh you know in the or in the world the top tech sectors I'm going to invest in the top uh, real estate planning things. You can't go wrong if you invest and you hold it for years. If you're, if you're, and then Dr. Boyce also breaks down that to become financially free is all you have to do is figure out how to make five grand a month, which is fucking genius. Like I never thought of it. Like I always thought you had to, you had to have like millions of dollars, right? You have to have like, you have to, to, to quit your job and this and that, you gotta fucking be like 10, 30 grand a year, you know, no, not a year, sorry, 10, 30 grand a month, right? You need like 10, 10 grand a week just to keep you afloat or whatever. I'm like, but if you have a business and it's a small business and you're making five grand in a month, which is pretty fucking, it's pretty hard to just do that while you're working, but you'll, it's a lot harder to find a five grand a month job and work your ass off for the rest of your life, and then when you when you quit or die, you're not. There's nothing that's gonna generate that. But you can f- build something that gets revenue five thousand dollars a month, and you'll be financially free for from able to get a job or from being forced into getting you know, working for somebody else or for a co- corporation, right? And uh, I I want to tie in that like. If you invest, like, it sounds fucking, like, not a lot. But if you invest, like, 10% of your paycheck into an RRSP, and on the back end, you know, you put that same, you take 10% and you put it into stocks, you got, you're essentially splitting 20% with your hands-on, with yourself stock, and then RRSP or some sort of bonds or government whatevers. You're getting... Like you're getting twenty percent forced into savings, essentially, while also maybe five percent on the back end. You're just putting it into a bank for whenever shit pops up. Because, dude, the the fucking bank fees and this and that. If you look at there's certain cards, like in certain banks, probably even in in your city or countries, that will 
forcibly get you to not pay any fees just to get you in the door the smaller banks they're not these giant banks because the giant banks they fuck you right 16 17 dollars a, a month on your fees and that's not if you if you go overdraft or whatever or if you make charges that you with insufficient funds insufficient funds fee it's fucking gotten to like past 40 dollars 45 50 60 dollars it could be ridiculous fees and if it's more than once in a month you're looking at hundreds of dollars that you're just blowing uh, out, out of thin air just go, go, disappearing from your your bank right and it's your own bank doing it so you're getting but if you calculate just that alone the uh, the 10 oh no sorry the 15 it's like 16 1699 for my bank fee so if I think about that that's 160 uh, almost cl close to 170 dollars and that's in 10 months so in about 12 months it's close closer to 170 uh, 16 it's about uh, 200 something dollars a year just to bank with my bank right now if you have uh, there's this card and I'm thinking about doing this I don't know like the only thing that's stopping me I think really is the fact that I'm kind of lazy uh, but there's I got this well simple card and the cash card it fucking incentivizes me so much more than my actual traditional bank in the sense that like if I think about it I, I, I'm gonna do one thing I, I gotta talk to my bank that I have right now and I just gotta go like if they can give me a good sound financial planning advice on just to build my credit back up and get a home in the next whatever couple of years and I'll be sitting on some land that I own then I'll, I will fucking go to the traditional bank route or they can give me a good APR or whatever the fuck percentage on interest for the mortgage they can get me they can hook me up probably better in that regard and so but this card that I have it gives you 1% cash back or on on like stocks and or uh, uh, it'll give you in like Bitcoin It'll get you in, in shit like that. And I know like a lot of things like with the Bitcoin or stock things or with these stuff, it sounds like scams. But man, I fucking spent like maybe $100. I started using it this weekend. I spent like $100. Groceries, you know, laundry card, getting some food or whatever. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, fuck. I just got like a dollar back, right? Now I thought about it. If you fucking typically spend in a year probably 50, 60 grand, and I mean, like most of the, most people are living paycheck to paycheck. We're spending thousands and thousands of dollars on everything. You let that go. The money fucking, though, to get 1% back on 50 grand, that's $500, right? That's a lot of fucking money. Like a $500, you know check or, or put it back into your stocks and, and it might even be more with, with the money accumulated from stocks so I'm like man I gotta I'm gonna keep using this card right it's so much better than just letting 1% of your cash go right and uh, just little things like that if you keep being I guess uh, you gotta open your eyes to like these things don't be hesitant in, in saving a buck right there's nothing wrong with uh, living your life like a Jew. It, it, it's 
saving money and especially now like with these hard times and the economic fucking the economic fucking it's they said it's only going to get worse right and and any anybody that that has a better way to or maybe even more eye-opening fucking uh hustles or whatever like little tiny things for people to save money you know let, let us know in the comments section right I think uh, also if you're if you're looking to uh, save money right on like plumbing, you just shit outside of a fucking Circle K, eh?